Welcome to your Denver City Council. Please stand by. Full coverage of your Denver City Council begins now. Tonight's meeting is being interpreted into Spanish. Sam or Alejandro, would you please introduce yourselves and let our viewers know how to enable translation on their devices? Of course, thank you very much. Uh, hello everyone, my name is Alejandro Arrieta. I will be one of the two Spanish interpreters along with Sam today. Um, just a quick reminder uh, as well before we get started with Spanish instructions to just take a breather when uh, going over the bills for us, please. Thank you very much. Eh, hola a todos, mi nombre es Alejandro Arrieta, seré el intérprete del español el día de hoy junto con mi colega Sam. Eh, si usted prefiere escuchar en español el día de hoy, va a poder seleccionar el icono terráqueo que va a aparecer o está en la parte de abajo a mano derecha en su pantalla. Si ha ingresado usando un dispositivo móvil, tal como celular o tableta, podrá ver la opción de la interpretación bajo el menú con los tres puntitos que dice más. Eh, de ambos modos podrá seleccionar el idioma de su preferencia y poner el audio original en silencio. Muchas gracias. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alejandro. Welcome to the Denver City Council meeting of Monday, November 27th. Council members, please rise as you are able and join us in, uh, join Councilman Flynn in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you very much. And uh, council members, please join Councilman Flynn as he leads us in the Denver City Council land acknowledgement. The Denver City Council honors and acknowledges that the land on which we reside is the traditional territory of the Ute, Cheyenne, and Arapaho peoples. We also recognize the 48 contemporary tribal nations that are historically tied to the lands that make up the state of Colorado. We honor elders, past, present, and future, and those who have stewarded this land throughout generations. We also recognize that government, academic, and cultural institutions were founded upon and continue to enact exclusions and erasures of, indig of indigenous peoples. May this acknowledgement demonstrate a commitment to working to dismantle ongoing legacies of oppression and inequities and recognize the current and future contributions of indigenous communities in Denver. Thank you very much. Madam Secretary, roll call, please. Lewis. Alvidrez. Here. Flynn. Here. Gilmore. Here. Gonzalez Gutierrez. Here. Hines. Here. Cashman. Here. Parity. Here. Romero Campbell. Here. Sandoval. Sawyer. Watson. Here. Madam President. Here. Ten members present. Thank you. There are ten members present. Council has a quorum. Approval of the minutes. Are there corrections to the minutes of November 20th? 
Seeing none, the minutes stand approved. Council announcements, are there any announcements today? Last call, thank you. Councilwoman Romero-Campbell. Thank you, um, Madam President. I just wanted to uh, let people know that the District 4 Senior Lunch is happening on Wednesday at the Wellshire. We're very excited about it. We have about 175 RSVPs and it's going to be a great time. Live music, live pictures. No, pictures, nice pictures, a photographer uh, to take uh, pictures of everyone who attends. So. I just wanted to let them know. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you, Councilman Flynn. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, on Saturday, this Saturday, at from 11 to 2 o'clock, uh, my office is working with the Southwest Denver Coalition to conduct our annual Christmas toy drive. We're asking folks on Saturday from 11 to 2, could you bring a new unwrapped Christmas present for any child from, you know, from birth to about 18, uh, bring it to my office at 3100 South Sheridan Boulevard. It's actually in the Bear Valley Shopping Center at Dartmouth and Yates. We're tucked behind the car wash. It'll be easy to find because there'll be a sandwich board. There'll be blaring music from a radio station. I, I believe we're gonna have an antique uh, police car there. We're gonna have an antique fire engine uh, for kids. But more importantly, most importantly, I guess, Santa will be there, I'm told, uh, from 11 to 2. We had a great time at last year's. We collected a lot of toys for needy kids in Southwest Denver. So 11 to 2 at the uh, Council District 2 office, right off the corner of Dartmouth and Yates in the Bear, Bear, uh, Bear Valley Shopping Center. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you very much. Uh, seeing no one else in queue, there are no presentations, no communications. We do have one proclamation being read this afternoon. Councilwoman Alvidrez, will you please read Proclamation 23-1871. Thank you, Council President. <clears throat> proclamation 23-1871, a proclamation honoring the Lakota Way Healing Center in celebration of Native American Heritage Month. Native American Heritage Month was enacted into law by the United States Congress and signed by President George H.W. Bush on November 14, 1990. And whereas since time immemorial, Native American peoples, including the Lakota Nation, have stewarded the land we today call the city and county of Denver. And whereas government, academic, and cultural institutions have enacted exclusions and erasures of indigenous people, causing generational trauma and threatened indigenous lives, cultures, and traditions. And whereas the Lakota Way Healing Center, a nonprofit organization, has provided a spiritual path leading back to the Red Road, reminding us that we are all indigenous to the earth and that sobriety is both decolonizing and an act of self-love. And whereas Doug Goodfeather, executive director and spiritual leader of the Lakota Way Healing Center, has served our nation as a combat veteran and is now a warrior for peace, love, compassion, generosity, and courage. And whereas the Lakota Way Healing Center supports combat veterans, people experiencing homelessness, and others with PTSD, with suicide prevention, and substance misuse services through the White Bison Wellbriety Program, locally and across various Native American reservations with weekly meetings and counseling sessions. And whereas the Lakota Way lives on and imagines a beautiful and vibrant future for the city of Denver. 
through healing seven generations past and seven generations into the future by serving and sharing the Lakota healing practice like burials, rites, talking circles, burial rites, talking circles, and sweat lodges. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the city council of the city and county of Denver that one, that the city of the <clears throat> that the Council of the City and County of Denver does hereby recognize and honor the healing and supportive services that Lakota Way Healing Center and Doug Goodfeather provide to the indigenous people of Denver. Two, that the city of the count <laughs> the Council of the City and County of Denver does hereby recognize November 2023 as Native American Heritage Month. Three, that the city that the Council of the City and County of Denver does hereby recognize November 27th, 2023 as Lakota Way Healing Center Day. And four, that the clerk of the city and county of Denver shall affix the seal of the city and county of Denver to this proclamation and that a copy will be transmitted to Doug Goodfeather and the Lakota Way Healing Center. Thank you very much. Um, Councilwoman Ovida, is your motion to adopt? Your motion to adopt? I move to adopt. And that has been moved and seconded. Um, before comments, I'd like to welcome Councilwoman Lewis, who has joined us via Zoom. Um, we'll take comments first uh, by members of council. Thank you. Councilwoman Alvarez, you're up first. Great, thank you. Thank you, Council President. It is an honor to honor this amazing organization today that has done great work and meets, um, has a meeting in District 7 on Tuesday nights um, that supports sobriety at a time where so many of us have suffered from addiction and other things that have led to the suffering of our people here in Denver. Um, so I want to thank them all for being here. Uh, I'm so inspired by all the work that you do and that uh, Indigenous voices and people live on in a strong, in a good way. So thank you all for being here and thank you Doug Goodfeather for all the work that you do to help give people strength in their weakest moments. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Um, Madam Secretary, roll call, please. Lewis. Present. Oh, your, your vote for Proclamation 23-1871. Councilwoman Lewis, aye or nay? Alvidras? Aye. Flynn? Aye. Gilmore? Aye. Gonzalez Gutierrez? Aye. Hines? Aye. Cashman? Aye. Parody? Aye. Romero Campbell? Aye. Watson? Aye. Lewis? Lewis? Aye. Madam President. Aye. Madam Secretary, close the voting and announce the results. 11 ayes. 11 ayes. Proclamation 23-1871 has been adopted. Um, Councilwoman Alvides, we have time for uh, proclamation acceptance if you'd like to invite up the recipient. Thank you. Um, yes, Doug Goodfeather, if you'd like to come up to the podium and say a few words and you can bring someone else if you'd like to. On behalf of Lakota Way Healing Center, we accept this with great honor, humility, and humbleness. 
And uh, moving forward that we understand that <clears throat> we all need each other in this world today because we're all a piece of each other's puzzle in this world, in this life. Somehow, some way, we meet each other on the most craziest places, but it's because our connection is meant to be in that way. And so, and what I have learned in my life is that we never leave a warrior behind. We always turn around and get our people. And Lakota Way Healing Center does that for all people. So on behalf of Lakota Way Healing Center, we say thank you so much. We're very honored. Thank you very much. And thank you all for being here to celebrate that proclamation. Appreciate it. Um, Madam Secretary, will you please read the bills for introduction? Brought forward to the City Council as a direct file, 23-1870, a bill for an ordinance approving a proposed First Amendment to fiscal year 2023 amendment to the second amended and restated operating agreement between the City and County of Denver and Denver Health and Hospital Authority providing for the amounts to be paid for services by the City and County of Denver and by the Denver Health and Hospital Authority for fiscal year 2024. From the Finance and Governance Committee 23-1709, a bill for an ordinance approving and providing for the execution of a proposed grant agreement between the City and County of Denver and the State of Colorado concerning the UASI FY23 program and the funding therefore and authorizing the purchase of capital equipment items from the UASI FY23 Special Revenue Fund budget. 23-1717, a bill for an ordinance designating certain properties as being acquired for public use and authorizing use and acquisition thereof by negotiation or through condemnation proceedings of fee simple, easement, and other interests, including any rights and interests related or appurtenant appurtenant to properties as needed for the installment of a sidewalk at approximately Sheridan Boulevard and Colfax Avenue in Council District 3. 23-1718, a bill for an ordinance making a rescission from and an appropriation in the Culture and Recreation Special Revenue Fund series to make a cash transfer to Parks Legacy Capital Improvement Funds. 23-1720, a bill for an ordinance making a rescission from and an appropriation in the Culture and Recreation Special Revenue Fund series to make a cash transfer to Parks Legacy Capital Improvement Funds. 23-1767, a bill for an ordinance amending Article 3 of Chapter 15 of the Revised Municipal Code concerning the regulation of campaign finances. 23-1806, a bill for an ordinance authorizing rescissions from the appropriations for the payments to Denver Health for public health clinics and Denver Cares and making an appropriation in the Denver Health Medically Indigent Payment. From the Land Use, Transportation, and Infrastructure Committee 23-1731, a bill for an ordinance approving a proposed agreement between the City and County of Denver and City of Aurora for the Colfax Bus Rapid Trans Transit Construction Project. 23-1745, a bill for an ordinance assessing the annual costs of the continuing care, operation, repair, maintenance, and replacement of the 32nd and Lowell pedestrian mall local maintenance district upon the real property exclusive of improvements thereon benefited. Thank you very much. 
Um, council members, this is your last chance to call it an item. Councilman Flynn, will you make the motions for us today? Uh, yes, I will, Madam President. Thank you. Thank you. I'll do a recap. Under resolutions, Councilwoman Gonzalez Gutierrez has called out uh, 23-1616 for questions or comments. Under bills for introduction, no items have been called out. Under bills for final consideration, no items have been called out. Under pending, no items have been called out. Madam Secretary, please put the first, the one item on our screens. Uh, 23-1616, a resolution approving an agreement between City and County of Denver and the Populous to design and construct the Livestock Center at National Western Center Campus. Councilwoman Gonzalez Gutierrez, go ahead please with your questions on 1616. Thank you, um, Madam President. I um, was able to hear back from uh, folks from uh, Dottie, uh, and so I appreciate them following up with me. I do want to maybe have a discussion at a later time after this. I don't have any further questions at this time, and so thank you for getting back to me. My question was asking, um, you know, where those additional dollars were coming from, the additional $3 million and understanding that it's coming from 2C. So I just wanted to state that on the record and, and thank them for getting back to me. Thanks. Okay, thank you very much. Seeing no one else in queue, that concludes the items to be called out. All bills for introduction are ordered published. Council members, remember this is a consent or a block vote and you'll need to vote aye. Otherwise, this is your last chance to call out an item for a separate vote. Councilman Flynn, will you put the Resolutions for adoption and the bills on final consideration for final passage on the floor. Um, yes, I will, Madam President. Thank you. I move that the resolutions be adopted and bills on final consideration be placed upon final consideration and do pass in a block for the following items. All series of 2023. 1708, 1710, 1712, 1724, 1725, 1726, 1727, 1728, 1740, 1754, 1755, 1756, 1757, 1758, 1759, 1760, 1761, 1762, 1763, 1764, 1765, 1766. 1706, 1711, 1713, 1719, 1721, 1742, 1743, 1744, 1616, 1690, 1729, 1732, 1735, 1736, 1737, 1738, 1739, 1671, 1723, 1747, 1749, 1750, 1751, 1679, 1682, 1683, 1684, 1685, 1686, 1687, 1691, and 1692. Well done, thank you very much. And that's been moved and seconded. Madam Secretary, roll call please. Lewis? Aye. Alvitras? Aye. Flynn? Aye. Gilmore? Aye. Gonzalez Gutierrez? Aye. Hines? Aye. Cashman? Aye. Parody? Aye. Romero Campbell? Aye. Watson? Aye. Madam President? Aye. Madam Secretary, close the voting and announce the results. 11 ayes. 11 ayes. Resolutions have been adopted and the bills have been placed upon final consideration and do pass. Um, tonight, Council will hold a required public hearing on Bill 1484, 
changing the zoning classification for 5107 to 5135 North Emerson Street in Globeville and a required hearing on Bill 1483, changing the zoning classification for 4850 North Federal Boulevard in Chaffee Park. Anyone wishing to speak on either of these matters must go online to sign up during the recess of council. If there's no objections, we'll recess until 5.30. Before convening the regular meeting, council will provide a half hour general public comment session to hear from the public on city matters, except for one scheduled for a legally required public hearing. The general public comment session begins at five. The Downtown Denver Partnership proudly invites you and your family to join us at the Downtown Denver Rink, downtown's destination for fun this winter. Skate rentals for adults are $11 and $9 for kids 12 and under. Or you can bring your own pair and skate for free. Beginning with the Grand Illumination and continuing through December 26th from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. each night, this outdoor light show will feature interactive visual imagery created by local Denver artists projected across the station's historic facade with classic holiday music accompanying the joyful imagery. Merry and Bright Lights is a can't-miss holiday experience in Denver. Meow Wolf's neo-burlesque variety show is back on November 30th. This time they are hungry for more and desperately in need of a midnight snack. Come feast on a night of delightfully bizarre acts featuring comedy, drag, burlesque, music, and much more. Celebrate the legacy of Tejano artist Selena at the Bluebird Theater. This event will have cocktails, footage, and music from the late great singer, and lots of dancing. Please note, this event is 16 and up. Snag your ticket today. Get your holiday spirit on with this cultural First Friday. Enjoy free admission and explore Museo's current exhibition while doing some holiday shopping amongst local artist vendors. Disney on Ice presents Frozen and Encanto live at Ball Arena. This adventure on ice transports fans into two of the most popular Disney films as audiences can sing along to their favorite songs while embracing world-class ice skating, aerial acrobatics, and more. Audience will see Anna, Elsa, Mirabelle, and the magical family live, as well as fan favorites Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald, Goofy, and many more. The Nine News Parade of Lights, produced by the Downtown Denver Partnership, is a beloved family event that celebrates holiday magic in downtown. It will feature over 40 floats, balloons, marching bands, equestrian units, cultural displays, and special guest appearances from Major Waddles the Penguin and Santa. That's a quick look at what's happening in Denver this week. And stay updated on all things Denver by checking out our social.
unfinished business. There is one proclamation. We need to get to our proclamation and our public hearing that we've posted tonight, folks. I apologize. There's one proclamation being read this evening. Shannon, you know this is how things go. Councilman Parity, yes. No. No, we're not doing that tonight. We need to get to our hearing. Thank you, and I appreciate everyone's attendance. We will move on with our meeting or we will recess now. Okay, I'm calling a recess. Council members, please convene. And it, it was so sudden. She had nothing to feed them. She was frustrated in her own part. She was, um, she was frustrated in her own life because everything had changed. We were able to call you guys and Brandon actually did the uh, service of bringing out for food for her that first week that just to get her started again. And I think she started going to the mobile markets after that and she's been able to move into, you know, a life that's more normalized since then, so thank you. This new building is very exciting because it does give us a chance to look into the horizon. The more space we have, the more food that we can rescue. The more food that we can rescue, the more people that we can serve. It's very simple. Behind me is going to be a classroom. And one of the important programs that we've developed over the last couple of years is an educational program so that the children of today become really the salespersons that we need to influence society to start reducing the amount of waste and taking it not into the landfill, but putting it into bellies of people that need food. Forget two markets a week. I want to do seven. I want us to be running markets every day out of the week. But we can't do that until we have more space, more staff, more trucks, and help more people. That's really truly all we want to do. I mean, that's the only reason I'm here is that I want to help people. I want to help save the planet and we don't waste us doing that. It's really the first step in achieving what we know we can do to provide food to those most in need. And we're ready for the challenge. We're going to make it happen. Simple as that. Have you ever wondered how your bag gets from the check-in counter to the plane or the plane to the baggage carousel? Well, today we're going to give you an inside look at Denver International Airport's automated baggage handling system, which is one of the largest systems in the United States. Our system measures nearly 10 miles long and has over 5,000 conveyors that process more than 2 million bags each month. In fact, the system is capable of screening more than 12,000 bags per hour. The journey of a bag begins when you check your bag with your airline at the start of your departing trip, where your bag is tagged, measured, and weighed. The bag will then enter the back of house area and begin its journey from level six to level three of the Jeppesen terminal. Once loaded on the energy efficient conveyor belt, the system reads the bag tag and sends the bag to the appropriate screening area based on your airline and flight destination. The bag is tracked throughout the system using a unique ID and is screened for the safety of our passengers. If the bag fails to clear, it is automatically routed to a TSA officer for further screening. 
Once a bag clears the screening process, it travels to the baggage sortation system where the bag tag is scanned again and sent to the baggage makeup area. Here, an airline agent hand scans the tag and places it on a baggage cart for delivery to the plane. At DEN, the baggage carts travel through an underground tunnel to the appropriate gate where it is loaded onto the aircraft. On average, it takes around 20 minutes for a piece of luggage to travel from check-in to an aircraft. Incredible for such a complex system. Upon your arrival at DEN, the airline will unload your bag from the plane onto a cart and drive through the tunnels to unload your baggage on the belt that feeds up to the baggage claim where you will retrieve your bag. DEN has 18 domestic inbound baggage carousels and three international flight inbound carousels. We also have six oversized carousels for items such as skis, snowboards, and golf clubs. DEN is one of the only airports in the world with systems of this size. As you can see, DEN uses an efficient high-tech system to make it easy for your airline to reunite you with your luggage so you can enjoy your travels. We hope you enjoyed this behind-the-scenes look of our baggage system. See you next time. Even better than recycling, the number one way to reduce waste is to not create it in the first place. Check out these grocery swaps and see which ones you're ready to try. Before it starts, when possible, purchase groceries with little to no packaging and only material that's recyclable or compostable. Visit denvergov.org forward slash refuse reuse for more tips and to take the refuse and reuse pledge. Denver 8 TV, your city, your source. Each summer, Red Rocks Amphitheater comes alive. The Denver Film Society presents Film on the Rocks, showing favorite films. And before the movies roll, it's live music from some of the best Colorado and national acts, usually playing Red Rocks for the very first time. Join us for a sampling of Red Rocks Premieres. Please welcome to the stage. Flashbulb fires, y'all. Flashbulb fire. and hold us close just like the good old days I want to lick those lips and kiss that face I want to see right where you I'm gonna make you pay for everything you do of all the songs you say you couldn't keep this 
What's up, Red Rocks?
Start a pyramid scheme. We could do it underneath your sheets. But I'm not what you need, and you know it. And you know it. Do you know
Premieres will continue. 
Denver is home to some of the country's best places for concerts, theaters, and events. We're also home to a vibrant arts and cultural scene. That's Arts and Venues Denver. Red Rocks Amphitheater, that's Arts and Venues Denver. The Performing Arts Complex, that's Arts and Venues Denver. The Convention Center, Coliseum, and McNichols Civic Center, that's Arts and Venues Denver. Look around at Denver's array of public art, that's Arts and Venues Denver too, guiding and maintaining the city's distinguished display. And it's also diverse cultural programs, such as One Book, One Denver, Film Fiesta, and the Five Points Jazz Festival. Arts and Venues Denver aims to amplify our quality of life and enrich our city's vibrancy and culture. Arts and Venues Denver, a dynamic city agency serving you. Sure. 
Thanks, guys. You've been amazing. We're Flashball Fires from Denver, Colorado.
Thank you, guys. something I was against. One too many drinks, it can happen in a heartbeat. There's two permanently disabled people because of my actions. Everything that I had worked my whole life for has been erased due to drinking and driving. We are called Brafo. This is Red Rocks Premieres. struggling to find a name because like every band name is taken. 
You look up a band name and you're like, The Greens! And then you type it up and it's already like five or six bands. And so I was struggling to find a real name that was my own that I could use. I was playing a character called Brafo Basset Hound in this play. And so I realized I could just go with that because it's Brafo. It's a really weird French name. And no one's going to take that. So did it acoustically for a couple years. Had this show at like a real venue finally, and I really didn't want to do it acoustic. So I asked a couple of my friends if they would make it like a band just for this one show. And we put it together and we liked it and it went really well. And we just kept doing it. Red Rocks give a big warm welcome to, for their Red Rocks debut. Help me welcome Brafo, everybody. Let him hear it. Welcome to Red Rocks. We are your entertainment wave one of three, or four, really.
Thanks so much. This next song's our hit song. It's called Feeling Good. Red Rock's premieres will continue. I would say the easiest way to describe the sound so someone knows what I'm trying to say is that it's kind of like Pink Floyd. 
it's psychedelic and has little subtle nuances and sometimes it gets almost kind of scary and it's definitely like rock and roll but it's got a lot of that progressive ideology that you would find in Pink Floyd <clears throat> back in the day.
Ladies and gentlemen, picture yourself at a boat race. But not just any boat race, a mouse boat race. Rock's premieres will continue. It's so beautiful here, you know? And you look out at the, um, the stage, like you're on the stage facing where the audience is going to be. Like seeing that for the first time is really powerful because it's just, it's just insane. It looks like some kind of ancient Greek kind of thing. It's beautiful. 
Yeah, I'm so excited to play. You know, maybe you've got like a list in your head of all the, the places that you would play in the state, and uh, I can't think of any any venue better than this. You know, it's kind of like at the top of the list. You know, Beatles did that. I did that one. Jimmy Hendrix played. Yeah, yeah. with Soft Machine. Soft yeah, Machine, Soft Machine is this like kind of my favorite program. Groups, yeah, we love. Opened for Hendrix. It was Soft Machine and uh, Vanilla Fudge. Yeah, they opened for Hendrix here. So we think that's pretty in cool. our little yeah. prog world. That is a that's huge a big deal, deal yeah. to yeah. be on the same stage as, as those dudes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're listening to them on the way up. Yeah. yeah. We got one more song for you.
Thank you. Thank you. We're called Burfo. We have CDs and free chapstick. So come to our merch table and get free chapstick. Thank you. Hey, let's hear it one more time for Burfo, everybody. Let him hear it. Folks who are commissioned to serve and protect should be serving and protecting equally and serving and protecting everyone. In 2009, I was beaten almost to death by Denver police over allegations of an illegal left turn that I did not make. The officer had removed their sidearm from their holster and pressed it up against my temple. I could feel the pressure, I could feel the cold steel from the barrel, and out of my peripheral I could see the officer's hand on the handle of his gun. I just closed my eyes and expected to be shot. George Floyd was really at this peak of recognition of, you know, sort of the systemic problem that uh, we have with policing in America. Many people showed up really in the, the heat of COVID to demonstrate against the murder of George Floyd. Our police force was woefully unprepared for the level of engagement with the public that happened. There was a lot of escalating tension as opposed to de-escalation and sort of peaceful engagement. In order to rebuild trust, there are a lot of steps that all of the public safety departments can take. And, you know, there's a lot of reimagining that needs to happen in terms of the whole ecosystem of, of public safety. Public trust is one of my top priorities uh, for my uh, administration, and so I am thankful for the fact that we have uh, a very solid citizen oversight board that's in place that can really help me build that trust. Citizen Oversight Board was created in 2004. Paul Childs was a developmentally disabled teenager who was having a mental health crisis. The police were called and ended up murdering him. So the Citizen Oversight Board started after that. It's a nine-member board that is intended to be broadly representative of the city itself. The board oversees the public safety departments, the police department, the sheriff's department, and select members of the fire department. The Citizen Oversight Board plays an essential role in balance of power and the increase of accountability when law enforcement go through a disciplinary proceeding in the city and county of Denver. They offer a community voice. Citizen Oversight Board has three main responsibilities. The oversight of the Office of the Independent Monitor, making policy recommendations and other recommendations regarding the public safety environment, and even in the case of specific incidents. And then the third thing is addressing community complaints. The Office of the Independent Monitor's mission is to provide accountability, transparency, and effectiveness of Denver police and Denver sheriffs. We do that by monitoring discipline in those agencies, and we monitor investigations into discipline, how discipline is done, what discipline is recommended. We can recommend policy to law enforcement. We can recommend further training 
and we listen to the community and we look for potential changes in policy and policing throughout the nation. There was a report that was generated by, by the OIM that really provided a framework for us to improve in the way that we think the community wanted us to improve in terms of our response to a similar situation going forward. That report was published to the public and um, you know the police department has accepted all the recommendations in that report and has begun to make progress in implementing them. We are just now on a national level beginning to acknowledge the prevalence and pervasive nature of structural racism. And that is part of the reason why we have to stay at the table. I would love to see community at the table more often. I would love to see community coming to share their narratives of law enforcement, interacting with law enforcement here in Denver. It's part of our civic duty as community members to engage in, in bodies like COB. One of the biggest hopes I have is for the board to really make a difference in the lives of our community members. And I know that the rest of the board shares that aspiration. It's an exciting place to be at the nexus of change in our culture. You have things you've been wanting to say, things that have been on your mind and in your heart for some time now. They are ideas you love and believe in, ideas you just can't keep to yourself any longer, ideas you want to share with your community, to engage, to inform, to connect. Denver Community Media provides you access to the training, the video tools, the creative space, everything you need to make your ideas come to life. At DCM, you have the voice to freely express your ideas through the power of video. Learn how to produce, shoot, and edit your video program by collaborating with other members of the community who share your same creative ambitions. Denver Community Media is a welcoming and supportive creative environment and is your one-stop location for access to the state-of-the-art production resources you need. DCM's multi-camera studio comes equipped with industry standard tools, including teleprompter, green screen, multi-track audio recording, and live stream capability. Broadcast and live stream from our digital podcast studio, which includes live video caller integration, live telephone call-in, and texting capability. There are also plenty of equipment options available for your next field shoot, including access to professional video cameras, light kits, tripods, and wireless mics. On top of this, we have video edit workstations designed for multi-cam cutting, color grading, motion graphics, and audio post-production. And we offer editing and certification classes taught by experienced industry pros, while coaches provide one-on-one -on -one expertise and opportunities for mentoring. Once your production is complete, the ideas you treasure can be shared with the community through DCM cable and social media platforms. You have something to say. Let's give it some air. Let's make it happen with Denver Community Media. So this is um, a nyckelharpa. It's um, from a part of Sweden called Uppland, and we just use it here for like indie rock. But um, it's fun. It's a very old instrument. I think it came before the violin, so they were playing it a long time ago. Yeah, 1300s, I think. Yeah. So oh, um, I was born in Sweden. Yeah. So I speak Swedish too. I came here when I was a kid. But um, I still spent a lot of time in Sweden, so I grew up a little back and forth. I'm from Boston. I've been here since 2000, so I'm pretty much a Colorado native, I feel. Uh, I grew up in Denver. I've been here forever, really. 
Um, I, for a really long time, since I was about maybe six months old, we yeah, we moved to Denver from New Mexico, like way back. So I've been here. Might as well be a native too, I think. I'm from the Chicago area, um, and I've been out here for about four years, so consider myself a Chicagoan. <laughs> Make some noise for Light Racket! Was it luck that saved you every time? Escaping what you
Drive your car into the sunset It didn't go over so well The minute you City Council. Please stand by. Full coverage of your Denver City Council begins now.
we're back in session only to recess and you can continue listening to each other. Thank you. We're recessing.